0: This is In Conversation from Apple News Today. I'm Duarte Giraldino. Every weekend, we talk with journalists behind the best stories on Apple News+. Plus. Today in In Conversation, we're talking with Brian Bernsett. He recently wrote a piece for Sports Illustrated on Ryan Lochte. Lochte is the second most decorated swimmer in Olympic history. At the 2016 Olympic Games in Rio de Janeiro, he won his sixth career gold medal. It should have been a triumph. Lochte was close to the end of his career and a victory in Brazil could have been his chance to leave the sport at the height of his game. But before he flew back home, Lochte had a night of heavy drinking that went too far. By the time he left Rio, his reputation was destroyed. More alcohol-related incidents and bad press soon followed. Eventually, this star swimmer wound up in rehab. Now Locteat is 36 years old, and he's looking for a chance at redemption. He wants to return to the Olympics this summer for the fifth time, and if he somehow defies the odds and makes the team, he's going to be the oldest ever US men's swimmer. The trials for Tokyo are taking place right now, Lochte is laser-focused on this goal. He's convinced if he makes the team, it could turn everything around. Burns's article in Sports Illustrated is called Ryan Lochte's Last Try. You can read and listen to it on Apple News with an Apple News Plus subscription. had spent time with Lochte, watched his grueling practices, and spoke with him about his need to make it back to the Olympics just one more time. Let's start with that night in Rio. For people who don't remember all the details, what happened there? He got drunk,
1: vandalized the gas station and lied about it and said he got held up and robbed when really he and the other swimmers that vandalized the gas station, they were asked to pay for the damages. Granted, they were held up at gunpoint. That part was true, but he embellished it and said that they'd been pulled over and people posing as cops had held him up and stolen money from him. That wasn't the case. He was buzzed the next day during an interview and lied about it and tried to just, hey, I'll just skate my way through it. You know, this behavior's never caught up with me. And then it caught up with him in a big way when the lie was
0: uncovered. Before that infamous night in Rio, he was living this work hard, play hard life to an extreme level. It worked for him for a long time, didn't it? It did. And part of that
1: is because one, he could put his body through a lot, he could drink. A ton and then still push himself in the pool and, and dust all his teammates in the morning and dust his competitors in the morning. And two, it's because no one really checked him on it from college on. He had a roommate and other teammates that were the coach just kind of said, Hey, let's look after Ryan. You know, if he's going to go hard tonight, let's make sure he gets to bed so that he can go race. I heard it over and over again from his father, from his coaches, from his friends. If you're going to be a man at night, you've got to be a man in the morning. That was the the ethos that surrounded him and his training. And he never got in trouble from it. He was always, because people were looking out for him, they kind of enabled that behavior. And as long as he kept winning, okay, go do all these foolish things. Go do all these inadvisable things. But eventually it caught up with him.
0: Put it into perspective. How successful was he after Rio? How high had he climbed? So he was coming off
1: his 12th medal after his fourth Olympic Games, seven figures, worth of sponsorships in his portfolio. I'm not sure the precise car he had at the time, but I know subsequently he had a Porsche and a Range Rover, and he'd had a reality shows. Everything you'd think of kind of star, playboy, athlete, that's what he was. Uh, and that's what he was living, living the big life for someone that was towards the end of a swimming career. It looks like he'd made it and amassed everything that you could ever want from punishing himself in the pool for all those hours, and then it went away. All because of that night in Rio. That's correct. How far did he fall? It got bad. Um, Speedo left, Ralph Lauren left. Those were his two biggest sponsors. More importantly, though, beyond the financial side, he sunk into a pretty deep depression. His brother told me he was crying over the phone often with him. His close, close friends, the inner circle that had looked out for him in college, believed in him and been there. He kind of cut them out for a time. They were worried he was just drinking every day to kind of wash away everything that had happened to wash away all the negativity that was being hurled his way. And it was it was a lot. There was a lot coming from the media, this sort of tabloid ethos that exists. So, he was catching a lot from the outside. Internally, he was struggling with what he'd done and how people perceived him. He always wanted to be a people pleaser, and now everyone hated him.
0: So, he's he loses a lot of wealth. He's suffering through a depression. When he hits rock bottom, did he talk to you about that moment when he realized something's got to change?
1: He did. And that moment was actually why I pitched the story and was interested in trying to track him down and speak with him in the first place. It was a quick TMZ headline that had happened. I believe it was 2018, where he had been caught trying to kick a hotel door down early morning uh, in in California. He was there for a sponsor event. He'd been drinking wildly at a party. He lost his key. And so instead of going to the desk, as you might do, his drunk mind said, well, the fastest way into my room is to try to kick the door down. And the next day he was involved in a little fender bender at the airport. Police said alcohol was not related in the subsequent crash, but it was just kind of a cascade of bad news. And that was the moment where he says that he realized he needed to go get help. His agent certainly nudged him in that direction. And he said that was the low moment. That was the moment when he realized he needed to change. It was just a really dark time for him. So he did He did an outpatient treatment program at University of Florida. And that, he says, helped shift his perspective and change his behavior.
0: Now he's trying to make it back to the Olympics at 36. This is a huge challenge for someone his age, right? Certainly. I
1: mean, think about your metabolism starts to slow down as you get a little older, even if you are you know, one of the best swimmers of all time. Uh, your recovery times from workouts, it takes longer to recover. It's just harder to stay in prime shape in a sport where at 36, he's ancient and all his competitors are early to mid-20s. That's when you peak for swimming because it's so demanding. Um, so Yeah, he has had to be very disciplined with his lifestyle, with what he puts in his body, with his training. There's just very little wiggle room. There's no really room t- for him to slip up in any of those regards if he wants to try to achieve this, which no US man has to try to make a team and, and win a goal at this age.
0: And there's this one scene where you describe Ryan Lochte, he's just crying after a brutal practice. What are his workouts like?
1: To the average person, they're superhuman. And it's not necessarily the individual workouts. They're obviously taxing, but it's the accumulation of them. He swims nine times a week. They're two, two and a half hour sessions. Uh, He does dryland training three times a week with some pretty intense plyometrics and weight training. And... For a 20-something, that would be taxing. But for someone in their mid-30s, it's really tough because recovery times are so much slower. It's just so much harder for your body to recover. So when they're doing these sprint repeats in the pool over and over and over again for someone in their mid-30s, and there's really no end in sight in the training, it's got to wear you down, not just physically, but mentally.
0: Why is he putting himself through this? What does he believe is going to happen if he achieves this very specific goal?
1: So, the end goal for him, he's obviously put himself and his family through a lot with uh, the mistakes he's made while drinking, most notably in Rio. That's been well covered, the incident at the gas station. And he really feels like he, the only way to save his name uh, beyond the kind of personal growth he's had out of the pool is to go succeed again in it so that people's lasting image of him is not the Ryan Lochte, the American idiot in Rio that did that, you know, awful mistake. It's, guy who bounced back. Everyone loves a comeback story, right? Broadcasters will will love to tell that story uh, this summer. Uh, brands will pay him lavishly if he does mount this improbable comeback. Beyond those kind of superficial gains and benefits from this quest, he really thinks he needs to do it to kind of redeem himself in the eyes of his family. And I, I don't think they see it that way. His wife and father have said, we love him no matter what. He's grown away from the pool, but he wants to show his kids- hey, look, look what daddy did. He wants to prove himself to his family that, no, I did turn around. And this is a, a very tangible way of demonstrating that, is, is trying to succeed this summer.
0: There's so much riding on this for him. What happens if he doesn't make it?
1: So that's the question that's hanging over all this. And as we report it, we realize that's the tension that's kind of hanging over these next few months. And maybe even the rest of his life is, okay, what if you don't make it? And he couldn't quite score up to that question. He I think to be an athlete of that level for that long at that elite, you know, he's the second most decorated swimmer in men's history. You can't let, oh, I'm not, it's not going to happen into your mind. You can't grasp that that could even be an option. So I don't think he's allowed himself to consider what not making it would do to him when he's put this pressure on himself that he has to do it to quote unquote, redeem himself,
0: whatever that means. Thank you so much. Uh, Excellent reporting. I can't wait to see what happens. Thank you for the time. This was great. Bernstead's article on Ryan Lochte is available for Apple News Plus subscribers. iPhone users can subscribe in the Apple News app.